there is a, a significant controversy in the city of Edmonton um, with police. They have used new technology to generate an image of a suspect from a cold case. Um, that is, the suspect is a black man. They put this uh, picture out, this generated picture out. Um, it's a computer generated image of a suspect. And um, first of all, the case is a cold case, two years old, a violent sexual assault. The victim um, was left in minus 27 degrees in uh, March two years ago. Uh, she may never co- recover from the, from the assault. Um, lost consciousness. So a very, very serious case and no leads. So the police used this new technology to generate a new um, image, a 3D image of suspects they've never seen. Immediately, the black community in Edmonton raised concerns about this because the picture appears quite generic, even if it is more descriptive than other things they've put out. The Edmonton police responded a few days later, apologizing and taking down the picture and saying that the trade-off in new information and trying to solve a cold case for the injury and harm it caused the black community was not worth it. And officially they apologized. Um, Joining us now is Dr. Ellen Graytack, uh, Parabon Nano Labs Director of uh, Bioinformatics. Um, and thanks so much for being here, Dr. Graytack. Sure, happy to be here. Tell, tell me about this technology, and um, and we'll get into the Edmonton situation, but w- what is the purpose of this technology, and how is it different from, let's say, a, uh, sketches that we have seen in the past from police looking for suspects? The technology is called DNA phenotyping. And what that means is predicting an unknown person's appearance just from their DNA. So this is really an entirely new way to think about forensic DNA. Traditional forensic DNA treats that DNA at the crime scene like a fingerprint. And it can be matched to a suspect or to a database. And if you get a match, great. But detectives come to us because they did not get a match. And at that point, all the DNA could tell them was, this is a male. And there's okay. no other way to know to narrow it down. And so what we can do is predict the person's ancestry, uh, their pigmentation, and the shape of their face from their DNA and give that lead to the police to allow them to narrow down who they should and shouldn't be looking for. So in this circumstance, looking at that image, how, how confident are you that it, that it is very, it looks very much like the suspect? Well, in all those cases, we've worked on done this in hundreds of cases, and um, in all, in all the cases where they've ended up finding the person, it has a, strongly resembled them. Uh, but the, with the caveat that it's it's only based on DNA, and so you know, we're very clear about that. And I thought the Edmonton Police did a good job of explaining really how it works. Um, that you know anything that's not genetic, we we can't know. So that person's age their weight, how they wear their hair, or whether they have scars or tattoos. So there are a lot, there is a lot of information that we cannot get from the DNA, but there's more information than the police had before. Mm-hmm. This is, as you know, we're not in a vacuum here. Um, there has been a long history in many police forces, if not all of them, of profiling, of disproportionately targeting people of color, 
in an unfair way. Um, nothing's in a vacuum. Um, does this technology take that into account or can it? Well, so that's really in how the detectives use the information. We think of what we're providing as being like a genetic witness. You know, in this case, the victim was not able to give a good description of this person because of the violence of the assault, you know, the time of year, then it was dark. And so the police did not have anything. So at that point, they had no picture, they had no sketch. So literally you took his genetic fingerprints, his DNA from the crime scene and created an image. Yes. Okay. You've heard... And so... Go ahead. We, we really recommend... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, you've heard how the how members of the black community in Edmonton see this. Um, do you understand their concerns? I do. I mean, I, I'd like to think that I do. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's it's not the information... That is at fault. I mean, if the if the victim had been able to give that same description to the police, I, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. And so it's yeah. really just, you know, it, of course, how it's used. I mean, just like any other piece of information in an investigation, it's it's part of a whole. It's not the only information that you're going to use to find this person, but you're going to use it in conjunction with other information. And when you can combine it uh, and use it to generate leads, we find that that can make a big difference that a lot of these cases where they don't have a description or they think they have a description, but the DNA tells us that it's actually someone else. You know, without that information, they can't figure out who they're looking for. In all of your cases, have you ever had problems with similar to this, where someone, a black man has been identified by the DNA and, and, the community has reacted negatively saying you're profiling. Have you ever seen something like this or is this the first one? Um, so it's, it's, it's a common, um, it's common barb that's sort of thrown at our technology, this idea that it leads to racial profiling. And again, you know, it's really not, it's not the technology's fault. I mean, if, you know, if, if that victim had been able to say, you know, this was an East African man with, with dark skin and dark hair and dark eyes and, and a face, you know, describe his face shape, well, the police would not be accused of racial profiling for looking for someone who matches that description. I mean, as long as they use the technology responsibly, you know, not just using it to find anybody who matches that description, because of course that's not what it's for. It's just a piece so, but so if I understand you correctly, your point, have to fair enough, if, if I understand you correctly, your point being simply taking an, your, taking this technology's image and going out and stopping and questioning people who look like that image is certainly a misuse of this technology. But yes, if, I mean, that's not what of it's course, intended of for. course, but if, but it, that's why I, I didn't quite understand what you were saying about like, are you saying the police maybe should not have put it out as widely uh, as they did publicly? Because isn't that the whole purpose of any sketch or any description to reach out to members of the public and say, uh, this may be our suspect or he may look like this? It really depends on the case. I mean, a lot of cases that we work on, the detectives do keep that information to themselves and they use it to prioritize a suspect list. But we've also seen cases where uh, that composite was released publicly, that person saw it and turned themselves in. I mean, that's what I think about in this case. That guy has to be a lot more worried about being caught right now than he was two years ago. Mm. And and maybe this, this, this issue of racial profiling and what it, 
and and what it brings up for the black community, um, the history there that we've we've all heard about and know about now in a much fuller way than we did even a few years ago. Um, the police said after the fact that striking that balance, that putting this out was was not good enough because they understood that history. Um, but if an arrest is made, um, maybe, maybe there's a different perspective on that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they're certainly closer to finding this guy than there were before this analysis. And, you know, if they chose to retract the, the, what they put out, that's, you know, that's fine. I'm sorry that, that, that it happened that way. Hopefully it can still be useful for them in their investigation and helpful for that victim. It also puts the technology in a difficult position where you, you certainly can't just put out pictures of people who are white. Like, like you, you can't, if there's a suspect based on their DNA that looks a certain way, you're either going to use this or you're not going to use this. I mean, the cases where people have turned themselves in, they were they were white in those cases. You know, we had predicted their eye color, their hair color, the shape of their face, and it was close enough to have them think, oh gosh, I'm in trouble. I appreciate you coming on on a difficult topic, and I appreciate your frankness. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye.